G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, with the drama that is unfolding around religious freedom in Australia, 2019 will be a significant watershed moment in Australia's history. Earlier this year, there was a significant inaugural gathering that brought together significant Christian leaders to share knowledge, to hear updates and to get to know one another as they work together. These sorts of gatherings are so significant when it comes to the sorts of issues that Australia is facing into the new year. The Church and State Summit is back. In the new year, there's going to be another one. The first one was held earlier this year. In February next year, the second Church and State Summit. Let's get some insights, a bit of a preview as to how that summit will look. Organiser is Christian commentator and activist David Pello, who's joining us for a preview. Hello, Dave. Welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. How are you? I'm well. Thank you very much. Dave, you're in the midst of all sorts of controversies, and some people will respect that. Others will say, hmm, I'm wondering just a little more about this man, Dave Pello. You are the guy who's behind the axiomatic events, uh, some of those controversies, uh, the controversies with Victorian police, uh, who in fact issued you a fine, even though you were running a peaceful meeting, and that was something of a political comment. How are those controversies contributing to the way that your enthusiasm is Uh, in fact, enhanced for doing something like the Church and State Summit? Well, uh, the controversial nature, the offensive and confronting nature of truth is is nothing new at all. We actually see that uh, someone that Jesus identified as the greatest prophet who ever lived, John the Baptist, um, was someone who wound up in jail and even lost his head because of the inputs he had into the marriage debate um, when he questioned and challenged the uh, ruling authorities in in his day, uh, and Jesus promised that you know we would be despised by the world if we had any resemblance to him whatsoever. So the fact that that can be controversial uh, is in itself uh, nothing to worry about for a Christian who's familiar with the uh, trials and sufferings that Jesus went through. What we have to do though is also not court controversy for the sake of it. Uh, where controversy is welcome and appropriate and wise is when it's because we're pursuing justice, when it's because we're pursuing truth. Uh, now, the example you gave of the Victorian police issuing me a bill, that bill is unjust. And uh, I'm not just being belligerent about it. I would welcome a day in court to challenge it and fight it according to the laws of the land. I don't believe they've interpreted the laws properly and if the laws were interpreted properly and uh, have the effect of enabling the thugs veto such as they do, then that's a law that needs to be changed. It's a bad law. Uh, And it is possible for people to make bad laws. The purpose of the church, the purpose of every believer, is to challenge bad laws, to resist and uh, fight against oppression anywhere there's a chance to. 
So we're talking a second church and state summit. Earlier this year, you had some absolutely fabulous speakers, including mm. former Deputy Prime Minister John Anderson and mm. a, a whole lineup of tremendous speakers. How is your list of speakers going for next year? Well, we've got an enlarged lineup. Um, it's, I think, 12 speakers confirmed so far with a couple of more. Um, that are, are yet to be added to the list. Um, I won't publish or advertise anybody that's not confirmed and locked in, but uh, a couple of our keynote speakers are Miranda Devine, who's a high-profile Christian um, social commentator herself. She's a columnist and writer for the Daily Telegraph, previously the Sydney Morning Herald, etc. We've got Senator Amanda Stoker, uh, and um, somebody I'm thrilled to have along for the first time is Pastor Mark Powell, who's a prolific writer. He's a Presbyterian pastor in um, Sydney, and he writes uh, for the marketplace um, things about Christian truth in the in the secular market, in secular magazines, frequently, all the time. Um, and he's in The Spectator. And his, his articles are, are absolutely wonderful. Um, Dr. Stephen Shavura, Martin Isles, David Van Gend, political posting mama, um, Mareka Ranti, Professor Augusto Zimmerman, uh, and then we've we've got some some other politicians and and social commentators. The full list and and details are available on the website, so people can get excited. It is an outstanding lineup, I might say, and uh, a lot of those uh, identities that you've named are people that have been heard on this program on 2020. Let's talk about the reason for everyone coming together. I mm. mentioned in the introduction the challenge to our freedoms is so, so significant. But there are some undergirding ideologies that have been attacking the nature of things that have given us those freedoms here in Australia. You're talking about a fight back against the march through the institutions. What does that mean, Dave? Well, throughout... Bible history and then throughout church history, we can see that the kingdom of darkness is always pushing back, resisting and trying to infiltrate the world to undermine the kingdom of God, the will of God. And it's the church's mission and the church's role uh, and previously Israel's role to resist that darkness, to push back and to establish the kingdom of God. And that is a spiritual kingdom right now. But Absolutely. The ministry of Jesus was marked by opposition to oppression, opposition to injustice, opposition to corruption and exploitation of power. Uh, that is the church's role. The church has a prophetic voice to society, and that uh, doesn't look like the, the, I guess, what people traditionally um, see when they picture a, a prophet, somebody like Elijah or Moses. It's somebody like John the Baptist who's declaring truth, who's declaring that the kingdom of God is here and that people need to repent for their sins, acknowledge them, face them. And then the good news is that when you make Jesus Lord, there's fullness of life, there's abundance of life, there's freedom like you've never known freedom before because you're called Jesus Lord. That's the prophetic voice of the church to society. It's not uh, forcibly imposing uh, Christianity on the hearts of men, but it is saying without us being the master or the servant of the state that we are the conscience of the state. We have to declare the difference between right and wrong because it's only when people are confronted with the reality of their lostness without Christ that there's even a need for the gospel, for the good news, for the solution to the problem. 
if they don't even know the problem exists. Dave, February's conference is going to be a little longer than the inaugural conference this year. Uh, You've mentioned those extra speakers. Uh, Give us an idea of how it's going to look because you're wanting this to be an expanded engagement also with pastors and church leaders. Yeah, absolutely. There's There's been a, a cry that I've heard many pastors communicate to me. Uh, since the first church and state summit, we've seen Australia undefined marriage. Uh, we've seen Queensland and imminently are going to see New South Wales try and grossly liberalise the killing of the unborn children. Uh, now, Pastors want to know what they can do to engage with politicians in a meaningful way, how they can lead their congregations to positively advocate for justice for these people. And, and compassionate justice isn't, isn't ignoring it and letting it be and hoping we can influence them when they come to church on Sunday. Uh, and so this is actually a real practical answer to, to that question. So Friday afternoon is sessions are going to be deliberately structured around um, speaking and answering those questions for Christian leaders because the the world actually wants these answers. Uh, you know, you could have knocked me over with a feather recently when I was in a live meeting 18 months ago, actually, before the first church and state summit, and an atheist stood up and said, I'm an atheist and I believe Australia needs to be re-evangelized. Like, that's not what the media and the internet tell us atheists think. When atheists communicate, they're often, not always, but often hostile and, and aggressive. But this this person identified the fact that Australia is built on Christian foundations and it's those anchor points which have blessed and prospered our society. And we are adrift and the foundations of our nation are, are crumbling when we become a post-Christian culture. And so... The encouragement to pastors is come along because, um, believe it or not, it's not a socially progressive gospel that Australia needs or responds to. What they want is truth. What they want is justice. What they want is to be shown the way. Well, Dave, let's talk through some of the logistics here because while it's ideal if you can get uh, pastors, uh, church leaders uh, and those who are interested in some level of political activism together because there's a tremendous networking opportunity when that happens, you don't want to leave anyone out. And so you're creating the opportunity for people all around Australia to be able to be virtually there, to Mm. be able to attend by way of a webcast. How does that work? Well, uh, we're going to guarantee that the videos are good after the event, um, with the NBN still being far from perfect. Uh, We're going to do our best to make sure it can be live streamed. And uh, we're going to basically make video tickets available uh, at an incredibly uh, low price. Um, and we're hoping, yeah, certainly that lots of people take that advantage. Had an inquiry today from one pastor who wants to know if he can show it to his congregation or for, you know, one ticket price or if they have to pay multiple times. And I said, look, no, just buy the one ticket. Um, as long as you don't redistribute it online, um, show it to a thousand people in a room. We'd be very, very happy for that. Um, you know, take up an offering and, and help out where you can, but that's completely optional. The only obligation is just buy the one ticket, don't reproduce it, and uh, we'd love for as many people as possible to do this because it's about the mission. The mission is uh, Australia needs the gospel, 
And Australia needs the gospel not just in church on Sundays, but we need it in our politics. It's the good news. It's the kingdom of God. It's justice. It's peace. It's mercy. And uh, there's nobody better positioned to do that in a post-truth society than people who have the word of God. Well, it's coming up in February, so a time to mark the diary. What's the exact date for February? It's uh, Friday and Saturday, the 22nd and 23rd of February. The organiser of the Church and State Summit is Dave Pellow, and there is a website that you can go to to book your ticket now, churchandstate.com.au. It's churchandstate.com.au. Uh, Dave Pellow, thanks so much for joining us today on 2020. Thanks, Neil. I really appreciate it. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.